Yo. What up? Okay, my, my phone still thinks you're calling it. Uh, it's not good. No, I'll see if that stops ringing in a moment. No, Why are you picking up? Hello? Call failed. Call failed. No, instant the call yeah. failed. You didn't like that. Why, you, why, don't you pick, why don't you pick up, huh? I'm trying calling you. And... Okay, well, yeah, I, I, I'm busy. I've got other people to talk to. <laughs> oh, shit, eh? <laughs> you all right? Yep, yep. Oh, gee. Well, my name is Mark Copes. Uh, I'm Andrew Baxter. And, and this, this is... Puppies and watermelon. watermelon. What are we talking about this week, Copes? This week, we're talking about going under. We're going to suit up. We're going to talk about lying to your face. And we're going to talk about our computer phones. It's going to be a good episode. Another I can feel it. Action-packed episode. It's been a while. I, I apologise. It is my fault. There's a delay. I, I kind of had half my teeth removed from my face. Half your teeth? What, what like half of each two for? Uh, four. So you've got four Probably teeth. Probably in... Mm, maybe not half, but it bloody felt like it. <laughs> what did they do? Just tie, tie a string onto it and on, on the door and then slam the door? Or was it a Lambo? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. Oh, I'll get straight stuck into it if if the uh, didn't have any <laughs> how's your father at the start. Well, I, I, you brought it up. Now I want to know because that's basically the whole reason we had to delay recording by about a week, isn't it? Is the, you know, I was like, oh, I don't record this week. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it Thursday. Uh, oh wait, no, let's that, let's not do it Thursday because I'll I'll be nice, Kate. Well, I thought I thought I was going to be, and that was going to be a great episode, like just talking with a numb face. <laughs> but um, turns out by Thursday, I was just in pain and it just wasn't wasn't a fun time. Yeah, they don't use laughing gas in uh, Oz, do they? Well, no, I wasn't laughing. It was very interesting because I'd always wanted to know, like for 29 years, I've always wanted to know what it's like, like going under anaesthetic. And this was my one chance. Like, uh, technically, I didn't have to get these these things out, but there was a chance that they might flare up while we're away. And the doctor's like, "Well, it's up to you if you want to spend a lot of money." And I was like, oh, "I don't really want to spend a lot of money, but all right, let's figure out what it is." Anyway, so it's it's it ended up being you, well. I went. I ended up going to see this other lady who was going to do the procedure, and I sat there for like forty minutes, just like asking her question after question. And I thought about the questions for, for days. Like, I needed to know all the facts before I make a decision because it involves a lot of money. And <laughs> and I was like, what, you know, what percentage of people, like, have the general, which is just, you know, numbing, and so they just still do it while you're awake. That's local, And what yeah. percentage of the people, like, go completely under? And she's like, well, about 80% of the people just go completely under, like, no question. So, you know, they don't want to hear about it. And she's like, but, but people like you who are, like, um, pretty calm about the whole thing, they, <laughs> it doesn't bother them. <laughs> and I said, look, I'm not calm on the inside. I am, like, panicking. This, is, this outside is a facade. Long story short, I uh, decided to have the anesthetic. And I rock up in the morning. And because it's a big proceed, like you can't like drink a few hours, you can't eat before, like a few rules you have to do. 
and I rock up and I sit there. We actually get there before everyone's there because, like, the anaesthetist charges, like, some ridiculous charge per hour. And so I didn't want to be notorious Cope's fashion and be, like, You want them to get late. it right, and though. That, I, I don't want the anaesthetist well, to get it wrong. <laughs> that's true. But also don't want to, be, like, have that 10-minute late be, like, worth, like, $300 or some bullshit. <laughs> be the worst lateness ever. <laughs> so I, I rock in and sit down and... I just have a look around and I was like, oh, everyone's like, definitely get the idea that it's just work for them. Like we, that, we were seeing them rock up and they're in their, you know, their casual clothes. I hadn't even get gotten changed yet. And it's like, I'd been preparing this for, like mentally for the last week. And for them, it's just, you know, it's just another day in the office, right? Like they don't give a shit. Yeah, they're just rocking up. <laughs> yeah, so I sit down and. I was like, oh, this is my. F- I've always wanted to know what this feels like. And they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> like, not interested at all. Well, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, oh <laughs> good luck. And she's like, oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and then I th- the room just went like, well, I-, I was really concentrating because I really wanted to know what it felt like. And straight, well, like within a few seconds, it just got a little bit blurry, just like your eyes are a bit watery. Yep. And that's and that's it. I don't even remember going to sleep and I don't even remember waking up. Except there's like the next thing I just remember, like there's no like fade to black. So in case anyone else was, was like me and had any idea, like was wondering what it was, like you don't even think you've fallen asleep. But all of a sudden you do feel tired. Like I felt like, oh, I must have just woken up. And turns out I'd been awake for 10 minutes, but I just don't remember that bit. But... <laughs> And she shows me the teeth. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah. And then the next part of the day was this is the bit that no one ever explained to me and I still can't get it through to my head. But, like, when you're drunk and you black out, yep. like, you're conscious that you're drunk and that, like, I don't know, you're just very conscious of the whole experience, I, I felt like. I've only blacked out, like, once or twice. But I definitely knew that, like... All right, you've made some bad decisions and <laughs> let's just get through the next bit and hopefully you're okay. But from from that point on when she was showing me the teeth that she pulled out, for the rest of the day up until now, like it's just I was just a little bit tired and that was it. At the end of that night, I was talking with mum. I was just really curious. I was like, I don't know why you filmed me because, you know, I had the things in my mouth but nothing was, you know, I wasn't hallucinating about zombies or anything. <laughs> and then it, apparently that... We were in the car and I thought I'd called Nat. Mum had filmed me and then we went home. But apparently we had got in the car, we had driven to the chemist. I'd waited in the car at the chemist for five minutes. Um, that was when I tried calling Nat and apparently I was called with like blood all over my teeth. And then we got home and like I'd sat in the dentist like reception for like 10 minutes while she was paying and I don't remember that part of that thing happening. So like I, I thought that my whole life was happening but there were just sections of the timeline that was cut out and I have no idea that they were cut out it's the weirdest thing like the medication's amazing like couldn't couldn't feel my mouth for the, ne- the whole next day and then I thought I was good to go did you get ice cream oh, I got all the bad food it was fantastic yeah I've got pretty <laughs> sick of mac and cheese got pretty sick of a lot of things got pretty sick of not eating solid foods like just craving a burger and probably now is about when I can start eating that kind of stuff. Yeah, very, very interesting. Like a lot better than I thought it was going to be, that's for sure. 
like dentistry and medicine have, have obviously come a long way, I think. From just getting a hammer. Well, from, from what I feared as a child. <laughs> have you still got your wisdom teeth? Well, that's a weird one. I went to the dentist, uh, when I went to the dentist a while ago, I, I, I just went in for a checkup. I, you know, having, having lived in Australia for a while and having not gone because I was just lazy, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I really, really should go. It's about time I went. Went along, um, got there, and they're like, oh, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, just to check up and clean up and everything. And they're like, okay, well, we'll get an x ray. In you go. Go to do the x ray. There you come. Okay, right. So we're just going to have the de- dentist is going to come in a moment, just have a look at your teeth, and then the hygienist will just do a clean up. Okay, and the dentist comes in and you go, okay, right. So, uh, so when did you have your wisdom teeth out? But well, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't had my wits to fill. Oh, so they didn't turn up then. Right. I don't just, I'm None just there going, what? What does that mean? <laughs> like, explain to me, what, is this a normal thing? Are they going to turn up? I thought they had turned just up. Just give me percentages. I, I, was, I, thought that, I thought I'd already had them because I had, it was a couple, New Year's a couple of years ago when I suddenly got a really, really bad toothache right at the back of my mouth for a couple of days. And I was like, oh, that's a wisdom teeth coming out. Yeah. Oh, okay, that, that's, that sucked. It wasn't great, but at least it happened. And I it didn't have to have them taken out. And then the dentist is just like, no, they're just, they're not there. So what was causing the pain? What was growing I out of your gum? That's what don't you know. know. I don't know. Oh, that's good for you, man. Yeah, well, it, it, it worked. It means that I, uh, means I don't, don't have to go for what you went through. <laughs> so you rocked up and they're like, so you're, you're English, huh? And you're like, yep. And like, well, your teeth are fucked, but you haven't even looked at them. <laughs> well, I hadn't even looked at them. They also went around and was like, oh, yeah, oh, you got no feelings either. Yeah. Oh, that's very really good. So it, it seems to be that everyone gets, you know, gets their dose of luck in life. My my life, my my luck seems to be that no matter how rarely I go to the dentist, every time I turn up, they're still just going, oh, look, you don't need any fillings. Having said that, oh. I bet next time I go, they'll say you need six. You need six, a yeah, root exactly. canal, and these yeah, ones need to come and out. Your wisdom, <laughs> your wisdom teeth have appeared. It needs to happen now. We haven't got time for anesthetic. So do you have an x-ray as well? Yeah, I had the x-ray, which is, you're expecting the x-ray to be, you stand kind of, in a box or something and they go flash and that takes the x-ray whereas it was this weird thing they're like right stand here bite onto this mouth guard thing and then they have this machine just buzz around you <laughs> and don't don't move an inch I'm like, I'm yeah, trying not to. So I, I wouldn't have moved but now you've told me to not move i'm gonna to have to really concentrate on not moving exactly <laughs> oh damn it's like nat got her um her eyes lasered as well Oof. about the same time <laughs> And um, so she doesn't need glasses anymore or contacts, which is pretty awesome. But it's the same thing. Like when, when the laser, laser beams are in night, normally you'd be fine, but they're like, you cannot move your eyeballs. Suddenly, <laughs> like or, suddenly you can't help it. Your eyes are shaking. Apparently the worst bit of that procedure is the smell of your own eyes burning. Well, that's what she's, yeah. Well, she's she the smell. She did, she did mention something that it makes me a bit queasy <laughs> to think about, but apparently there's two lasers, right? So yep. apparently the first one does, uh, the outside, the very outside of your eye, and it kind of creates a little, little cut, a little slit. <laughs> and then they have to like get tweezers and pull the slit up oh. so that the second laser can go in your actual eyeball. Ooh. So like you can't, apparently you can't feel anything because they've already like injected your eye with a needle, which apparently is okay. Um, what so. about, like what about putting a needle in your eyeball and then moving your eyeball? Like, would it snap the needle? I don't get, I don't get that. Would it, would it snap the needle or would your needle just be like, what are you doing? I'm just going to like, would your eye or the needle break? Which one would break first? 
Because the needle might be very thin, but I reckon they're pretty resilient. I reckon if you try a bent it, your eye would, the needle would just move with it. And then the doctor would be like, stop doing that. Do you reckon your eyeball has such great muscles that while the the doctor's trying to inject it, like, and you move your eyeball, you just like, it completely um, moves their arm and like throws (laughs) their arm across the room. (laughs) You've got superhuman. It's like ragdoll ragdoll physics. Like, go left, right, left, right. Get flapped around like a wet fish. Oh, everyone has had that. So I used to wind up, the guy in my office had that. I used to wind him up because saying that he went and got all that money spent in his eyes and he didn't even get lasers, uh, lasers coming out of them or telescopic eyes. Uh, no special powers. Got augmented eyes. And what do they do? They they work as eyes. <laughs> they just work normally. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's not too special, that power, is it? No, I've, I've been, I think I've been lucky most of the that I haven't had to do any, I have any big procedures. Yeah, it's pretty good. We, we, we'll pro- neither have I. Like, I've never broken anything or anything like that. I wonder, yeah, like, we'll have it coming for us. We'll have some shit happening later, probably. I remember, like, the kids, like, when you're at school, the kid that broke his arm, for some reason they were really cool because they'd broken their arm. Oh, yeah, I always wanted to break something. But having never been there when it happened, I'm sure that must have sucked beyond belief. Well, no, no one ever, like, the amount of people that have broken a limb, no one's ever said the bit where it snapped was the worst part of my life. Like, no one's ever said that. No one's ever said that. Well, maybe it's not that bad. Yeah, maybe the, the shock, you know. Have they ever said the bit when the bone stuck out of the skin, that was the worst bit of my life, you know? <laughs> Oh, don't go YouTube and that shit. I've been no, there now, Elliot. It's not a good place. YouTube's not a good place. <laughs> I should have known. I, I, I started, started looking up slam ball fails. Oh. I'm not sure if it's slam, slam balls like basketball with trampolines. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's just weird. It doesn't end well. <laughs> but there, was, there was a video where a guy broke his leg so much that it had snapped and the whole leg had broken except for one side of the skin of the leg. So it's kind of like just on a flat, oh. the whole thing. Yeah. No, what, your body shouldn't be able to do that. No, that's the whole point. That's why it's called broken. And you shouldn't be able oh. to record it and put it on YouTube. Oh, that doesn't belong on the internet. I suppose where else does it belong? <laughs> but that's that's been what you've been up to recently. You haven't, has, have you been off work for it? Yeah, well, well, I'm, I'm casual, so I don't get the sick leave. Um, but she was very... Um, <laughs> just before I was going on, she's like, so how many days do you want off? And, you know, it didn't matter to me, but I was like, give me as many as you can. She was very generous. She was very nice. <laughs> like, I wish I did have a real job because that would have been awesome. And, and it turns out you need, like, you need a good week while well, I needed a good week off until you start feeling human again. Because, I mean, when you get, like, income protection, it, like, kicks in after, like, six to eight weeks or something. And, and that, like, if you break a leg... You're probably going to be healed by then, you know, especially for most jobs. Well, I guess it depends on your job because if it's if you're sitting down at a desk, then it it might be once you can function, you'll be all right. I'll be back that afternoon. Back that afternoon. <laughs> you'll be right. Fresh cut. Just Dave Grohl it. <laughs> oh, I heard that. I watched a, a documentary on Netflix the other day. That's ridiculous, eh? There's, what? There's a Foo Fighters documentary on Netflix. Yeah, up. it was uh, one of the last albums, but it was actually pretty good. It's it talked about um, now the one. There was a one before that. They talked about like kind of how all, a whole bunch of band members have come and gone over the years, and what the different albums meant. It was very insightful. I thought so. Definitely check it out. Added to my list. Done. I watched a. a documentary on netflix this morning about um the barkley marathons what are they there every year there's this basically there's this guy in tennessee who used to be it was like one of the first ultra marathon runners or he was mm-hmm. just like a mad keen runner so he would run all the time and like these are the kind of people that marathons aren't long enough so he set up this marathon which is five laps of a course the course changes each year uh 
in rural Tennessee, mountainous alpine stuff. And it, each lap is uh, is basically a marathon in itself. And you've got to do five of them. And this one was, it was, it was recorded in 2012. And before that, so up to 2011, only 10 people had ever finished the course. <laughs> the rest die? No, they don't die. They just well, the give up. Just don't make it. <laughs> I like the oh, one. that's good. Yeah, they were following it. The first guy to give up gave up halfway around the first loop oh. after about six hours. Oh, Jesus. Because he just got lost. But, it, it, yeah, it's, it's weird how you watch it. Like, this just looks really dangerous. And they're going, yeah, so, you know, we give them the course and we, there's one copy of the master map and then they don't get to keep that. They have to copy that across onto their own maps because that's part of the challenge. And there's no markings out on the circuit because that's part of the challenge and all of this. And I'm going, how do you not kill people doing this? Oh, damn it. So it's like an orienteering thing as well, kind it, of thing. It's a little bit, but yeah, because they have to get uh, there's checkpoints, which is basically a book, and they have to tear out their their running number out of the book. Right. I, I have not know from having run one marathon on a flat road course that sucked, and that took me six hours. These people, they're doing it like up hills. Well, that was crazy enough when you did that. I thought, oh uh, yeah, yeah. For me, that was a major achievement, and then yeah, for these people, they're going yeah. If I don't make it to the third lap then I'm, I'm, I don't think it's going to work. I'm like, that takes you about 24 hours. The only rest they got was between that. So they do one lap and then they get like some time to stop if they want. So they that's mm-hmm. when they'll usually eat some food, sit down, like change their shoes maybe, put some put some uh, tape on to try and cover up the blisters and then they'll get going again. But they don't sleep. Like they, they can have a little bit of sleep in between if they want, but the people who finish don't. So they're going for like 52 hours. That reminds me, there's a, um, there's an event called the Toughest Mudder. So it's like, it's the Tough Mudder. That's all around the world, but they have this one event called the Toughest Mudder. And it's the a, a mudder course, but like you just got to do as many laps as you can in 24 hours or something. Oh, that'd be, How stupid I, is that? That does sound fun, but I reckon I could do about two laps. And then just be like, I'm done. I'm done now. Have you done the Tough Mother? No, I never did. Uh, uh, there, there, there was one around here recently, but it's it's something I look at it and on paper it doesn't seem like enough of a thing for me to bother going. Because <laughs> the uh-huh, course is really uh-huh. short, isn't it? It's like, what, 10K? Uh, probably something like that. 10K. 10, and 10, 10, yeah. what I heard of it is it's fun, but there's not that, actually that many obstacles. All the obstacles are really busy. Yeah, probably pretty accurate. They're probably like every k or two, every k or so, and you're, there is a bit of a bottleneck. It is it's worth. It's pretty pretty good experience. There's a there's a girl that I think Nat works with, or she knows, or something like this. And there is a person when. You know, there's a person that exists in the world and she uh, she enjoys these events and she goes to them like it's so for her to go traveling that's her like thing that she she does so like uh, you know like friends you've had that do frisbee and they'll they'll go to every frisbee tournament they can and that'll be their sort of travel like they'll go have an excuse to go to the tourney and then go travel around that area yeah and so she does that with like these obstacle courses like she goes around the world to different events and then uses that as an excuse to like leave for a certain date and and travel around that's a pretty cool idea anyway yeah got all my stuff back and uh be really cool having it back since i uh, opened it all up and it's like christmas just open up boxes like what's in this box oh it's all my stuff oh i forgot i had this and basically because i because we, because we got somebody else to pack the boxes even no, tammy had tammy was out that day she had no idea what got sent so she was having a great time but even i because someone else packed it i just forgot everything that we'd packed so you open your boxes and you just like a nice pleasant surprise of oh you've still got this thing hmm I didn't throw that like, oh yeah remember you still want Xbox on I remember was there anything you threw out that you missed uh, there's been a couple of things but I can't remember what they are so clearly they weren't that important <laughs> yep. you just got this feeling in the back of, yeah. your, back of your stomach it's like every now and then I just say oh I should have shipped that oh, well. 
but I forgot what it was. I mean, I know we should have shipped the Tammy's cooking books because that was the state. What had happened was when we were packing up, uh, so that the people, the, the movie people come in, this we were just like, that pile right there, that's the stuff that's getting shipped. Go for that. And we were still sorting out some other things, actually, so I packed some other things. Uh, and then they went, right, so everything, like, yeah, good, that pile's gone, everything's gone, like, excellent. Cheers, thank you very much. See you, like, yeah, see you next time. And then when they've gone, we go, right, should we make a cup of tea? Open up the cupboard and we're like, right, well, here's the problem was, first of all, why didn't we ship the mugs? Now we've got to take those of us because we'd already thrown mm. out all the mugs we didn't want. And the second one was, and why is this cupboard full of cookery books that we're meant to take with us? So we had like, a, I don't know, half a dozen, 10 cooking books somewhere around that region. And we tried bringing them back in luggage, but it's... Is it too late to put in the boxes? Oh, it'd gone. They'd gone. Ah. They were long gone. So, so did you yeah. pack mugs in your suitcases? Yeah. Yeah, they were fine. It's the cooking books that were too heavy. So when we were trying to fly back, back that, was, that went over the limit and... Yeah, it just cost us too much. So you like left them at the airport or something? Yeah, they got left in uh, recycling at the airport, which is a shame. I worked on a construction site at the, uh, the airport uh, for a little while, and then we had stupid hours. Like whenever we had to do work, <laughs> had to have all these permits, and you had to deal with it. Like sometimes we'd rock up, we'd finish our day shift, and we had had to get some welder guy to do stuff. So we'd rock back up at like eleven p.m. and work until <laughs> five a.m. or something when there was no flights. And <laughs> but <laughs> man, some. A, there's amazing people watching at the airport. Like, the way people dress for boarding planes is really fun. And B, like, you just hover around the bins because there's all this <laughs> shit that people can't take with them. Like, I got this new fishing rod from there. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, what were we thinking about? Because we just put it on top of the because like, oh, well, maybe someone will take you. I'm thinking, who's going to come to an airport and go, oh, some cooking books that no one else wants. I'll take them. They were heavy. They yeah, want small books. So that's her excuse. She can't cook anymore. No, she can't cook anymore. No, it doesn't now. But with unpacking my stuff, one thing that was like, it was nice opening it all up and get, knowing you had your stuff back and oh, I got these things, all these things I'll be waiting for, got, got the computer back. But I tell you what, opening up the TV box, that was <laughs> such a nervy moment. Because I was just... Oh, like, the see if it smashed. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got the box and I'm like, the box looks fine. But then you open, open the box, you're like, well, nothing inside's moved that much. Okay, I'll take it out. And then... Because it's all wrapped up inside the boxes, I pause. Sorry, I'm taking that. I'm taking it out so carefully, and just as I'm putting it together, I'm just thinking, like, what if I turn it on? It doesn't work. What if I, what if I turn it on? It half the screen's broken. So when I turned it on, it fine. It and it was working all fine. That was such a good moment. So do they? Do you have to keep your original box for that, or do they have some other generic boxes? Uh, I imagine they would have had some boxes for it, but I always keep the original boxes for oh, that kind of stuff. You didn't do it, okay, already. Yeah. So I, I put up. I was trying to work out what um was it they have. PS, PSO, Bristol and all the boxes. It took me ages to realise that meant packed by own. Oh no, PBO. I was like, please, Buntover or something? No, it's, it's packed by own. <laughs> so that basically means I It's your worst it. nightmare. So that's, that's pretty, I mean, so far we haven't found anything that's broken. So they did a pretty, pretty good, pretty good job on all that. So have you, have you got anything? Did you like open any box and go like, oh, I don't need that. I'll chuck it out. So like, have you shipped something across the world only <laughs> to put it in a bin in England instead of Australia? Uh, not yet. <laughs> No, not yet. There's a lot of the boxes that are still in the garage unopened or not unpacked. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 still stuff that clearly we don't need. You think you think we're shipping back oh. only the bare minimum? Like we're, this is the stuff we need, and we're still going to have to get a load of stuff when we get there. And no, there's still heaps of stuff there that we don't 
apparently we don't need. I know that's how like a, a listener podcast is called The Minimalist. Just, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not a minimalist. I have too much shit, but like I definitely enjoy hearing different perspectives. You want to be a minimalist. Well, yeah, ideally I'd like to, but it's not definitely not me. <laughs> I am probably a hoarder, as they would call it. <laughs> and they do a thing where they, they have a packing party. So they pack all of their belongings in boxes and put it in like a different room for the next six months. Whenever they need something, they take it out. But after six months, anything that's still in a box, they chuck out because they're like, well, obviously I didn't use it in the last six months. So what if you do it like in March and then throw out all the Christmas decoration? <laughs> well, you can just get more, I guess. That is maybe a 12 months would be a better thing then. And part of me thinks that concept's great. And part of me scared the shit out of it. Like, I'd never want to do that. What if I threw You're, out something no, like that? We've had to go for a couple of piles of stuff and you look at it going, right, just if you don't need it, just throw it out. And it's just, as I said before, there's just some things you're looking at going, this is just not something you throw away. I just want it. I just want, yeah, I just want it. Or it's something that it feels like it's too valuable to throw away, but you go, well, you do need it. No, I just chuck it in the bin. This, this is important. How is it important? Well, I might need this bit of paper. You don't just chuck it in the bin. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> We've ordered our bags for our trip, our carry-on bags. Ooh, you're getting new bags, are you? Yeah, yeah. So we're even more committed to the carry-on only idea. Oh, that's what you're trying to do. Who are you flying with? Well, the international flight's not going to be a problem because we're allowed free baggage with that. Um, but we're going over with Qatar. You're taking yeah. a guitar? Yep, yep, yep. And then, but when we're over there, we'll be doing a lot of internal ones with like, I think, Ryanair and Norwegian and blah, blah, blah. Easy jet. Oh, I don't know if you'll be flying Ryanair by that point. Oh, yeah, they might be going bust, eh? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You'll have, you'll have to wait and find out. You hope you haven't booked anything with them. Oh, like 20 bucks or something. Flights are so bloody cheap. It's ridiculous. They are over here. It is, it is a bit stupid. It makes like, you could live anywhere in, like, just imagine, even just thinking about Frisbee. Like, you could go to any tournament in the entirety of Europe and it would cost you stuff all. Like, it flies, yeah. less, certainly less than $30 flight and then stay in a hostel for a few nights. Like, you could go anywhere. Yeah, it really kits the shit out of flying around Australia when you're going, right, I want to go to Melbourne for the weekend. Oh, that's going to cost you $400. Oh, like when we wanted to go to Mick Snats and like by the time you do the flight and then like accommodation and blah, 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 you're down a grand. Like yeah, just oh yeah, for easy. A- Mick Snats easily cost me a grand each time, which is oh, yeah. a ridiculous amount of money to spend on a tournament, really. On a weekend, yeah. Yeah. Bloody frisbee. <laughs> so you're taking off within the month, aren't you? Yeah, we're in, uh, not sure when this will be released, but uh, like the 24th or 25th or somewhere around that date. I probably should not, but I've forgotten. Somewhere around that date. Since being back, one of my old uni friends, he's a very keen outdoorsy person. But when I was back, I just said to him, like, I'm back, I'm here for a while. If, let me know if you're ever going anywhere and I'll come along. He says we go, he's going to Wales. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go to Wales. He goes, oh, bring your swimming stuff. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? We're going to, we're going to the Brecon Beacons, they're mountains. Why, why would I need swimming stuff? Uh, turns out that he had planned, and we, and we did do it. We went swimming in a glacial lake uh, halfway up Penifan, which is the tallest mountain in the southern half of Wales. So we're up there just swimming in this this black lake and you get in the side of it Ooh. and it's the, the floor slippy i think is the one way to put it uh <laughs> it's pretty hard to stand up and i i i'd taken i'd carried up that mountain and around it quite a lot my snorkel my flippers like the whole lot because <laughs> i brought it that far this is suitable i didn't care about that point i'd taken it that far i was like this is happening i'm bringing it with me i bought a deck of cards and a clown <laughs> outfit and an inflatable hammer just in case we needed that but i tell you what i, re- I regretted it because as soon as we got in uh, so I was swimming along, looking around. Like, oh, I'll have a look and see what's down there. You know, there might be something down. Not very likely, but okay. There's, there's like a, some 
orange slimy rocks and then nothing just blackness <laughs> it felt like I was in like the scene in the Lord of the Rings when Frodo falls into the, the swamp it felt like yeah. one step away from that I was just like I'm, I'm an idiot why did I want to like I, if I hadn't seen <laughs> but, this I would have been fine but Frodo didn't have a snorkel set did he so no. you get fucked <laughs> To, I, I'm oh. pretty sure all the people because it was quite busy up there being a, mm-hmm. a long weekend and um, like it's a slightly touristy part of the mountains because it's the, it's the big one with a powerful way mm-hmm. to the top I'm pretty sure a lot of people were watching me walk past with two a set of flippers sticking out my bag <laughs> and just like what the fuck so in terms of like a list list of things that you wanted to do before like when you got back before you like started working again is this like one of the things on the list uh what did I want to do? Yeah, well, that is going to Scotland is another. I've actually slowed down a lot since being back. So the whole idea of not having a job to do stuff, it was great to start off with. And then I stopped doing stuff because I ran out of money. Yeah, now now because I'm planning another trip, I'm kind of being like really coy about trying to find a job because I don't want mm-hmm. to get a job and then have to cancel the trip. So I've, I've been waiting. I'm like, I don't know, now it's about four weeks until that's over. Right, excellent. I can just say to them, I've got a four week notice period. Great, so that one. Well, exactly, yeah. I did have another job, uh, job interview where I had to, suit up for it and um by this point my suit had turned up from australia so i wore that i was fine and then they go "Ah, excellent can you come back in for one tomorrow i go yeah sure (laughs) i'll wear the same thing well that's what i was thinking i was like i don't want to wear the same one you know this is this is getting pretty important now like (laughs) i've clearly got yeah got the sex there let's take it seriously right i'll go and i know i'll I'll get myself at least a new shirt and because the second the first day was a whole day so i had no time to do but the second day was what like interview it wasn't an interview it was an assessment day which is Jesus. a weird thing in itself because there's lots of things like, oh, we're going to do a group exercise now where you're all stuck on uh, stuck on an island and you have to, oh no, you're all in a boat and you have to sell yourself as to why who should be, who should be thrown out and stuff. Yeah, um, is this like a job that you really wanted, or is this like it was um, one that I kind of would have liked? Maybe I mean I wasn't very sure going into it, which is probably why I threw it a little bit. Um, in the end, I didn't get the job. But um, when I was doing it, it's like the beginning of the assessment day, the first thing you had to do was uh, introduce yourself to the whole group, to stand up, say your name. You had to say one celebrity that you'd like to have, you know, like to take to dinner to an interesting person to have over for a dinner party. Uh, that, all you had to do was say their name. You didn't have to explain why. And then you had to explain, you had to say what your proudest non-academic achievement was, which um, it turns out, being a frisbee player who, if I really squint, can say I was vice captain at nationals, that's a pretty good thing to be able to say because the guy, you know, they would ask a couple of questions to try and get you to expand on it and stuff. He had no idea what ultimate was. Mm-hmm. So that made mm-hmm. it easy for me. Like, imagine doing mastermind and your specialist subject is something that no one knows anything about. Suddenly, all the questions are really easy because they're like, oh, yeah. so what is ultimate frisbee? And you go, wow. Well, they got yeah. questions and you've got talking points, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're like, how many times have I answered that question? Oh, where's the nearest team? Oh, Reading over there, they won the Euros. Uh, so I got it off pretty easy. The other guy, One of the other guys who said he um, he said he played cricket at a county level, he got some really hard, like, he was asked, like, what do you think of England's batting lineup coming up to the Ashes? Oh, Jesus. Stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, see, this is why you choose something obscure that no one knows anything about because then they have no idea. What's what's the point of this part of the interview process? To try and, well, it, the whole point is to try and see how well you 
sell yourself and also to try and get to know a bit more about you I think the whole day was a, a bit NLP really it was kind of each each question seems innocent enough but you, if you look hard enough you can kind of try and work out why they're asking it right 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 piece together yeah it reminds me I can't, I can't remember if I've had the conversation with you or probably some reddit, <laughs> just some reddit. That, um, like when, when you go for like some regular job like not, nothing but you just need a job and it's a job and they ask all their important questions like you know why do you want to work for our company and like what can you you know what do you aspire to do blah 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 and like you say what you say but in your head you're really thinking like man I applied for this job because your criteria were low enough or I thought I could (laughs) convince you and really I just I just need it to pay for rent. I, like, work I don't, I need I don't money. want the job. I just need it. <laughs> yeah. Why is that, that, that's annoying that that's not an acceptable answer. Yeah. Like it, it should be like you will be driven because you need to feed yourself. Driven, that's because pretty, I want like, to keep that's not persuasive. Job. Another thing we had to do, which was in the same groups we've done before. Right, you've crashed in a plane in the middle of the desert. You're all fine. You need to work out how you're going to survive. So the nearest town is 80 miles away to the south. Here's this. Here's all the stuff you have you managed to get from the wreck and you need to rank it in... um in order of importance to help you survive. And the thing I didn't mention, as soon as they turned the bit of paper, I immediately thought, I've done this exercise before. This exact one. <laughs> so you knew the answer. <laughs> so essentially I knew the answer. <laughs> but I also knew that that wasn't the part of it. The whole part of it was to try and sell, try and uh, convince everyone else of what the right answer should be, knowing what the answers are and actually they're not important. You know, the answer is like, guys, I've done this before. Let me do it. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to risk it. But yeah, we, we aced that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. It helps, really helps when you know the answers. And then on the bottom of the sheet, you write, um, dear interviewees, maybe next time think of some original concepts, please. <laughs> yeah, please give me some new questions. I'm bored. I hope the job isn't like this interview. Anyway, after that, so that day went well. And I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I will go for this job. Then. Like, okay, right. I'll, I'll sort myself properly. Get, my, get myself a nice nice suit tomorrow. I know. I'll get myself a second one. I've only got really got one. It wouldn't be that bad to get a second. So I go to go shopping in the morning. Went in there, went into uh, went into Debenhams, which is kind of like a, somewhere between Meyer and David Jones for you. It's just like a department store. Go over to the suits and I'm like, right, you've done this before. You know how to do this. You just buy a suit. You know your size. It's really not easy. Really? Like when you're buying a t-shirt... I'm just there looking at going, do I like this t-shirt? Yes. Does it fit? Yes. Done. Whereas when I buy a suit, I just like, there's too many options. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> do I try on the whole thing or I, I really regretting having just walked past the person, you know, the, you, you know, how there's people there to help you. And uh-huh. because you get so used to just saying hi to them and ignoring them, when you need yep. their help, I just flaked out. I was just, oh, cheers, I'm just looking, walked past. You've blown it. And I went, oh You've no. blown it. I needed that help. <laughs> Uh, going back groveling I, 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 oh. I couldn't even I was just walking around for ages looking at different bits like oh I kind of like this one kind of like this one don't know the size. oh not so sure about this one uh, and then for, so you know like, please ask me again please ask well, me again please ask I me just again thought, I don't need this I can just get yourself a second shirt so I went to a different bit where the shirts are and that was hard enough as well because I was there going I don't actually know what size I am I just know that my, the current one I've got is a bit too small in the end I had to go to a different shop man I've got I've got the perfect answer for you and it's all about mindset what is it? Because this is coming from a guy that like I've only ever had one job where I needed to dress up, and the night before my very first day when I tried to iron it, I burnt my shirt. Oh, and I had shit. to like drive to like my parents' place to get some other old shirt that I had like from ages ago. But anyway, what you got to do is I went to a Maya. I walked around until I found the kind of like the the fifty year old lady that works. There. You know, how there's always like an older lady that works in yep. those kind of stores. Yep, always is. Yeah, and. And you play the sun card. Like you just say like, 
you know, I can't get you in your hand. You're like, actually, I've got like a, this job that I really need tomorrow and I don't have a clue about like T-shirts. And the lady's like, no worries. Like, oh, what are you looking to spend? Like, oh, like I have no idea. Maybe, I don't know, like 50 bucks. She's like, follow me. <laughs> does the full thing, like measures you up, get things out of the packaging. You don't feel bad because she's doing it. You just, and she loves it because she's like being the mum, doing the things for herself son that her son was too embarrassed to get done by her his mum in the yeah. first place that's it. that's basically what i had to do yep yeah it's a win-win <laughs> so yeah i was like do you know what? i just i just have to basically reset this like restart <laughs> i was play, yeah. I, restart I, the level. I tried to do this without the tutorial and found this game is too hard <laughs> and now i need to basically restart the whole the whole Xbox just so I can get the tutorial again and i had to go to a different <laughs> shop and that time when they said hi can i help you i just said yes <laughs> And you had to like, you had to crouch under the first barricades. So you learned how to crouch <laughs> and you had to like look, look around just in a 360 degree motion. Yeah. And I was there talking to her. She's like, well, so what color is the suit? And at that point I'm thinking, do you know what would be a really smart idea? Bringing it with me. That would have been a good idea, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was in the car. Like, speaking of those like tutorial levels, I always love them where like you get through and they're like, press X to crash. Okay, fuck her. Right, yeah. And then like, you know, look around, look around, like, come on guys, this is boring. And then like press L3 and, and R2 plus square to do this event. Like, Settle the fuck down. Let's go back a notch. <laughs> they progress very quickly. And after all that, and they didn't, they didn't give you the job. No, no, no. It's funny how, like, when I've when I was first called up about uh, interviewing for this job, and I, I was hearing about it, I was basically just going through the motions, like, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I answered all the questions. Yeah, I would like to come out for an interview. Yeah, sure. And I'm doing it because I'm thinking, you know, you'd be stupid to not do this. Because even if you don't want the job, you can still say no later. Like, like going to an interview doesn't mean you have to take the job. So even though I was kind of taking that mentality, and they, they did, they did get my interest a bit more. You know, I was like, going, oh, like, like what the company's talking about, like where they're going. When they didn't offer, when they said to me, oh, you haven't got the job, I was still annoyed. I was still like, what the shit? Mm-hmm. Like, how how dare you not offer me the job? And I go, wait a minute, you didn't really want this job anyway. It's funny how <laughs> yeah. uh, how them rejecting me made me want the job more. <laughs> yeah. Like no. the rejection just suddenly meant, do you know what? Maybe I did want that job. Oh, too late now. And it's funny, like, especially when you've got a little bit of an application process, like how how you're not meant to get excited about the prospect of working somewhere, but you can really convince yourself that it's all going to work out and yeah. this is the company you're going to work for. And they're telling you all these good things about, oh, there's all this. And then you look around and you go, these are nice looking offices, nicer people, people are happy here. This is great. And then they say, uh, oh, we went someone else. You go, what the f- and then you remember, like, oh, yeah, actually, they don't have to offer you a job. I think there's something, like, really wrong with the – because the whole process I despise of how, like, how it takes so long to get a job. Like, just finding one that you, you can apply for and then going through the process. It can be months, right? Yeah, that's what I'm at now, months, yeah. You cannot just need a job and start like next week, even if it's a job that's perfectly suited for you. And even with the companies like yourself, where you do like multiple days of uh, quote unquote bullshit to to go through the hoops. At the end of the day, like you'd think that there'd be no workplace conflicts because they figured out all these perfect people to work with. But workplaces are filled with people that you look at and you go, how on earth did they get this job? Yeah. Like how does this filter process not 
<laughs> like with all this effort of being stranded on islands and prioritizing objects, like it can't be that good a process if, if it doesn't like have the perfect workplace. It's, it's, it's amazing how some people, you look at them and go, how did you get here? Right. Like, was there nobody? Was there absolutely nobody else available? But they probably went through months of of application and yeah, they probably got headhunted or something. And who's the pe- exactly? <laughs> who's the people that they missed out? That's worse. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I'll, I definitely wonder if like the whole house sitting's really blowing up at the moment. There's definitely heaps of articles about, it, especially looking at travel stuff. Nat definitely got on the on the upward curve of it right it's it was definitely a thing that wasn't popular now is becoming popular and it was the same like i don't know however many years ago when we started using airbnb it hadn't become mainstream yet and and things just go over that curve and they're saying this house sitting things is just like a house sitting website acts pretty much like an airbnb website like people uh, upload off like uh, postings and you apply for it and there's reviews and blah 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 and this article said like this house sitting is becoming very popular for millennials because that's just the way the world works now like uber in in ride sharing is just like you get things instantly and it works out for everyone and it's just different from from how things have always worked and same with house sitting same with airbnb and like i I really wonder if like will that happen with workplaces as well like currently you can't be fired from a job without going through a huge process of doing performance reviews and blah 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 yeah i wonder if will there be a disruption where there's this type of job that's created where like how if you're delivering for uber you know insurances aren't applied to you you know you're kind of like risking things yourself by riding your bicycle delivering an uber delivery but you know that's not the way the industry works but it's the way their model works like i wonder if there'll be a type of job that's created for this new like new world where you can start whenever you want but you can also be fired whenever they want you know what i mean so like I don't know. just uh, if i want to go and do some work then i can just log on to whatever system it is and just do some work for a bit and then basically you get paid for you know oh, oh, i worked 57 minutes today so i get paid for 57 minutes right yeah possibly even that minute and then you, you're sat on the train going oh i'm just bored i oh, know i'll just do some work for a bit right imagine that like you've got a skill and you've got a knowledge and you're like you're basically yeah like a computer i guess but it must be possible there'd definitely be a middle ground where it's not like you're waiting three months for a job you're working the job for x months and it's and it's not working for 57 minutes, but somewhere where like you can start a job next week and it'll be your job for the next two months and then you'll stop that job and you'll start a new job next time you need money. I'm sure that's just temping. I don't know. I guess you're right. Yeah. It's, it's got, like, I reckon in some ways this stuff already exists. You get somebody else who has, has a pool of people to do jobs and you say, oh, I just need someone to come and sit, sit on my front desk for two weeks. And they go, excellent. Well, I'll send someone over. And just something to think about. Jobs. You hate them when you got them, but then when you haven't got one, suddenly they look great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suddenly they do. What do you think you're going to be doing when you're traveling? Yeah, I don't know. Well, we this was whole the whole thing was spearheaded because I turn 31 next year, and before you turn 31, you're able to get turns out anywhere in Europe. Every country's got a 12 month working holiday visa, pretty much. Yeah. So we're heading to Italy. We applied for it through the consulate. It's like UK and Canada definitely have them. Do you speak Italian yet? Getting there, getting there. Getting there. I spe- getting speak a little bit. I was going to do the UK one, then we found out it was going to be pretty much a grand for, for through the whole visa process. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And the Canada one, you can apply 
when you're not within the country. So we could be traveling and apply for Canada and still do that. So that's a possibility still. Um, Most countries, though, you have to apply in your home country at the consulate. But uh, So there's a chance that, you know, might be in Italy and might stay around a little little bit for a few places. I think the current plan is to... I don't know, want to have a little break from work and have a little extended holiday. We'll, we'll do some uh, Airbnb has some good stuff. When you have the have the luxury or the freedom to stay at a place for a month, you can actually get like 40% off your, your accommodation at Airbnb. Pretty nuts. But there's places like in Italy and Croatia, you can be like with a view of the water and a balcony, a whole apartment for like... <laughs> 500 bucks for a month yeah but, um, i'm definitely jealous so i'll be saving a bit of money through that we'll try and get a bit of house sitting and might try a bit of uh the most popular ones are wolfing like working on organic farms but there's other stuff as well like some local work for for board and food so gotta go work in a winery are you get big grapes. glamorous is what it sounds big yeah. grapes. get paid in wine <laughs> so yeah we'll see how it goes and We'll see if we get bored or if we're broke or whatever comes first. Tell you what, I've been having a lot of cheese since I got back. Australian cheese needs to up its game. Really? Yeah. When I when I, when I lived there, there was like, what, four different types of cheeses at most? Mm-hmm. Most of them are all cheddar. They're all the same color anyway. Tell me your favorite type of cheese. Go. Oh, there's a Mexicana cheese, which is just spicy cheese, which is just perfect for me. Like, we've got a whole uh-huh. cheese aisle. Whereas what you've got in Australia, you've got, oh, here's your cheese. You've got mild to mature there's your choice. You go, what, what do you mean? Listen, buddy, would you like your cheese in a block or would you like it pre-graded? <laughs> Up to you. We grade it, you grade it. Doesn't bother us. No, we don't care. That's, how, that's what it feels like. Hey, you're watching your weight. we got some light cheese. It's the same shit. Doesn't matter. Got some coon cheese. <laughs> don't know how but we're calling it Worst that. Worst Yeah, how did they do it? I don't know. I saw on Facebook, there was a video of a, um, have you ever put brie in the oven? Brie in the oven. Well, it's already melted, isn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, a, it's it's kind of like solid, but this one they wrapped it in bacon and then put it in the oven. Oh, oh, oh. That and they cut it and it's melted. Oh, it's delicious! Dude, you make me hungry. I have lost weight, I think, but that's mostly yeah. through just like it's amazing how once I'm not in the office, boredom eating. Like every lunchtime, going, I need to get out of this place. I need to go eat something. Once that's taken away, mm. oh, suddenly I'm able to eat a lot less. Hmm. You don't have boredom eating at home. Uh, it's easier to manage because when you're at work. It's the only alternative, isn't it? Because you're there going, I'm working, I've got lunch term, lunchtime coming up, last, so I'll go I'll go, I'll go, go eat some food. Whereas here, you, you go, I'm bored. Uh, I'll just go and play some computer games for a bit. Problem that's solved. That's true. So video games is helping you lose weight. That's amazing. Yeah, that's definitely what I should, that's definitely the headline there. <laughs> it's funny how like, he, yeah, because I'm the same. I've got a lot of time off at the moment because, um, you know, work's quiet and, and I'm finishing up. And it, and you think you'd have 24 hours a day to do whatever the fuck you want, but man, you just got like. Turns out there's all this life stuff that you somehow managed to do without even thinking about before. <laughs> yeah, it just fills up your time. You can you can very easily fill your day. Yeah, without a job, no no problem. I spent more than one day, kind of actually sat around just going. Hmm, I wonder when everyone's going to get home from work. And I'm like, that's it. I'm now, I'm now just, I'm, I'm now effectively just a dog. <laughs> yeah. Just sit there looking out the window, waiting for people to get home. That's it. And of course, I can go change that any moment, but I don't, do I? Yeah, procrastination sucks. It's also great, though. It is. <laughs> Speaking of working on computers, actually, so I've noticed that since I've been sat at my own computer doing my own thing uh, quite a lot of the time, so not working. Like, you know, if, you, if you're at a job and you're at a desk, you use, you're using the computer for work things. Mm-hmm. But now I've been sat there working at like I've been trying to move a lot of a lot of stuff that I usually do on my phone back onto my computer. Wise move. Yep. So, for example, iMessage, I can run that through my Mac. That's great. 
because that means that now when I want to send text messages, I, I can just type it in on a, you know, on a normal keyboard. A mouse can smash it. Yeah. Yeah. Want to send, send some files? Great. Just chuck them in there, throw them across. It's great. One thing I've been trying to move across is podcasts. And I've just about managed to do it. So Overcast works for a web browser. Oh, sweet. But some, of the th- some of the things don't seem to work quite right. But it works mm-hmm. overall. Like it's not as good as it is on the phone, but it works. So that means that I'm now able to because the main point of this is when I'm if I'm working on a computer or playing a game or something and I want to listen to a podcast, I go, hey, that's an idea. I don't want to have to plug headphones into two different things. And I don't want to be like I, I get a bit weird about using speakers now because there's other people that have stuff I'm like. I don't want to I don't think other people want to really hear my music or whatever inane crap I'm listening to on a podcast because I I, I know if, if someone coming in halfway through a Hello Internet episode it's going to be possibly going to be a bit boring yeah uh, it's great for me but I don't I don't think anybody else wants to hear it it's surprising that podcasts aren't like um, cross device like through the cloud like everything else is these days yeah that's I need to send an email to developers like hey this is how I'm using Overcast now can you try and make it a bit better for it because I basically yeah I want, want to be able to like when I'm at my computer, not have to use my phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most of the stuff you can, yeah, quite easy to get away with. Yeah. yeah, most of the stuff either has an app on your computer. At the very least, you can open it through the browser, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah, and I've been taking phone calls and stuff from my computer. It's, it's, it's great. But it's, it's interesting because I, remember, I distinctly remember when the opposite of that happened, which was mm-hmm. when I was at uni and uh, the first phone I got, which could really easily run Facebook and other things. And that's when I suddenly realized how much time I was wasting my PC because, oh, I can go on Facebook on my phone now. I can go on YouTube on my phone. That's it. Don't need the computer anymore. (laughs) It's almost like the size of the phone. It was a craze to get smaller and smaller. And then all of a sudden it was a craze to get bigger and bigger, like swings and roundabouts. And there was just that turnover point when it went from, I don't like using a PC for everything to suddenly I don't need to sit at my desk all day anymore because I can just have that in my pocket. And now I'm basically trying to undo that as much as I can. Let's call, let's call a, a desktop and a laptop the same thing for a moment. Do you think the computer will disappear? Uh, no. The main reason is the interface. And that's what I'm talking about here is that I'm changing it from having a small phone is great because it's portable and I can take it with me. But actually, overall, the interface is kind of crap. They can make it as good as they can, but it's still a small screen with no I agree with keyboard. the tablet as well, yeah. Like, it works. The last, well, this whole year, basically, because I want to, like, work on my... Um, stuff while I'm away as well and so that was part of the reason again this iPad and so I've spent the whole year pretty much trying to see what I can do on the iPad and 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 will I be able to do everything without the use of a laptop have you got a keyboard for it yet no 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 they actually um I was going to definitely because I was applying for that job where uh, I would require one um and I still might do it's definitely an idea but they've actually the latest iOS they've updated their on-screen keyboard. It's, yeah, it moves to the side now, doesn't it? No, no, no. It stays, it stays there, but instead of, you know how you normally pressed where the shift button is to get the numbers and the symbols up? Yeah. Well, now those symbols and numbers are on the same button, but you basically, like, swipe down on the button and it, and it does the other the second minute. function. Get my iPad. Oh, you've got one. I've got one. I updated it to iOS 11 the other day, and I, since then have barely used it. I want to see what you're talking about. Yes, it takes a while to get used to, but instead of having to press shift every time you want a number or you want a decimal point or blah, 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 you can just, uh, yeah, swipe into downwards and it does either the number or the symbol or... Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed having a proper keyboard back. I know it's saying that you're saying that's the same, but even a, a laptop compared to a desktop, 
there's a heap of difference in how the interface changes and how much better it is. Right, what do I, I want to type something. Just want to open a keyboard. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It doesn't seem much, but it really speeds things up once you're used to it. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's really quick as well. I thought you'd have to like, hold it down. But and, and even still, like, I mean, that's a great improvement, but they're, they're quite slow in their improvements. But I definitely... So I have my laptop away and I'm like, all right, Mark, get used to using the iPad because it's all you're going to have, like, get used to figure it out. And then some days I'm just like, oh, screw it. I just get the laptop out and like I could do what I'm trying to do with my like touch screen in a fifth of the time with just a keyboard and mouse. And it's so much easier. I found that with graphics tablets. And are you saying it's easier than the mouse? So much easier. Like I, I can actually draw curves. Not well. Even having had it for like a couple of days, and now I was going, "Oh, look, I can actually draw curves instead of having to kind of guess with a mouse and then have to go in and edit it later anyway." So try and draw a line and then have to try and edit it to make it fit what I vaguely wanted instead of actually just being able to just draw it in the first place. Yeah, it's amazing how non-smooth a mouse is. Getting the right interface definitely a big, big yes for me. And oh man, I can imagine because I, I, I'm the same. I got the smallest laptop. But one day I want like this huge desktop screen or heaven forbid two screens and it will be amazing. That's, that's another thing I did. Bit the bullet, got myself a second screen again. I kind of built up to it going, you don't really need a second screen. Uh, OS X actually is pretty good at kind of using one screen but having multiple desktops. So it kind of works all right. Mm-hmm. You can still achieve it. But it just, it just starts mm-hmm. driving me mad of just not having that second screen because I find it so useful just being able to um, work on something on one screen and look at something else on another screen. Exactly. That's even like just having the iPad open on one screen as well, like basically the same thing. They, um, they, there's this free software, I forget the name. I think it's free. Um, you can use your iPad as an extra screen for your desktop. I'm not sure if you knew about that. No, I did not know about that. I've got to go find that now. Do you know what it's called? Duet Display, I think. Duet Display. By ex-Apple engineers. People have got fired. <laughs> yeah, and they stole this technology from them. There's also the opposite of um, people use the iPad Pro with the pencil and you can use your iPad screen to mirror, to be a screen for your computer. Yeah. So you can um, you can use it in like a Photoshop and like full desktop program. So basically you can turn it into a nice display tablet, whatever they call it. I can't remember. I was looking at something the other day, but I can't remember what they're called. But they're... Uh, it's it would probably actually be quite cheap in comparison to some other ones. But how does it do on pressure? Does it have different pressure sensitivities? I'm guessing. Well, they must have some kind of plug-in for Photoshop, I guess, because you you would never be able to do pressure sensitivity with your mouse. No. So I'm guessing they have some kind of functionality. See the the Wacom's. I didn't know this about like the the ones with the you know the huge screen that you draw on the screen. Yeah. They're all like plugged into computers the screen isn't is basically a screen it's not yeah, it's a peripheral it's not like a whole sc- computer i didn't realize that do you want a 27 inch qhd creative pen and touch display mm-hmm. oh how much is it going to set you back it's going to set you back oh 2.2 grand uk that's probably like 20 grand australian it's probably like a million australian yeah what did your tablet cost you your um your drawing tablet 50 pounds nice well yeah that's 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 within the the realm of i'll i'll, I'll fork that out and see if it see if it's worth having and is it? Would you say your happiness is increased using it? Oh yes, it made it so much easier to do any kind of drawing. I mean, yeah. I'm still crap at drawings. That it hasn't fixed that, 
It does, yeah, I quickly found that out when I bought the iPad. Like, it doesn't actually make you a better drawer. It's, it's weird. <laughs> I, I, I had the whole thing, like, when I bought a GoPro, I thought, oh, now I'm going to go do all these amazing things. No, it, just having that thing doesn't actually make you a better person. You still have to put the work in, but it still makes it a lot mm. easier. So at least now I, I can start practicing stuff. And I was trying to do that yesterday. I was really going on the zone, just drawing those stuff. Like, oh, yeah, I just practice, just keep on drawing things, and eventually I'll get best at it. I think it got to the point I was like, well, yeah, if I keep on doing this, people are going to start wondering where I am because if I stay here for 13 hours doing this. I hate it when you get into that flow state and then suddenly you, it kind of occurs to you that you need to stop. It sucks when, like, when you realise that you have to eat yeah. and you have to sleep. And, <laughs> oh, man, I have to, have to stop for 12 hours? Oh, I've been so productive. Why would I stop right now? I was listening to an Idle Thumbs episode today and I'm talking about are there any lies that you have either accidentally or purposely started but then thought it was just going to be one and you know, quickly ended but you've had to continue it because you didn't realize the repercussions. Yeah, of, basically ended in too deep. Yeah, like the things that come to mind are me personally, like for some reason my name isn't easily heard. I, I don't understand. Apparently Mark sounds exactly like Matt and so so right. many times people say like oh like, what's your name say like, oh Mark and like oh Matt and he's just like fuck it yeah sure Matt yeah, that sounds great like because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what you call me like you, we're gonna have this conversation really quickly and then we're gonna move on our separate ways and we're never gonna talk with each, with each other again yeah but then you find out that this person is your new co-worker or or something happens and and you're or you're there within the whole day yeah that's definitely that um I've definitely been called Matt for entire days until I've had to just had that awkward conversation where, you know, it's not you, it's me. Like I decided not to correct you. I've been on the other end of that where I, I just end up giving people the wrong name in my head. And then they're just trying to work out. They're like, "That's not their name." Oh shit! What? How many? <laughs> you said the wrong name. <laughs> why did you? Why didn't you say this before? I'd been talking to them for about six months. So you've been on the other end of it. Well, I'm just crap with names. Like, I, 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 <laughs> even though I'm conscious of this, like, if I'm at something where I probably I'm going to be meeting a lot of people who I kind of need to know the names of, I will still be like, "Oh hi, nice to meet you." And they go, oh, "Hi, my hi, my name's Matt." And I'll go, oh, yeah, that's nice. I've already forgotten their name. <laughs> yeah. I'm so focused on getting my name right. I can't remember your name. I'm just so kind of focused on the fact of, like, remember their name, remember their name, remember their name. They just told you their, your, their name. You weren't listening. And I know Ooh. all these tricks of, like, oh, you should ask, you know, ask them again, confirm it with them, say it back to them, uh, all these things. I like, try and use them often and stuff. Even though I've got all those, like, things, that, those those techniques that I know about, I still don't use them. So I'm still just back at square one when anything happens. I was like, oh, I forgot your name already, sorry. And just thinking about this, just reminded me, I did tell you about the the story about the S for special. What? S for special? No. The C for C, C for special? No, I haven't told you. Oh, man, I have to just interrupt me and we'll just wipe it if I have told you because I've told this story to a few people, but it's like one of the most embarrassing stories ever. I totally forgot this even happened because I tried removing it from my memory. There was this guy that came to do a talk at our work at one of our, our like PD days and um, he's pretty well respected in, in the industry, pretty well known kind of worldwide and kind of a big deal and has a few books and blah, blah, blah. And I went up afterwards to say like, I wanted just to say like, oh, that was a great day. Like, I learned a lot. Like, thanks very much. They said, oh, what's your name? And I said, oh, Mark. Wait, his name was Mark as well, I think. And I said, oh, but mine's spelt 
C for I, I tell the kids that it's Mark with a C and the C stands for special. <laughs> and and it's just funny because obviously special starts with S and sometimes the, the kids don't understand at first and it's just a little joke we have. It's a good way to break the ice. Like 110% certain that I told him this, but um, apparently – Either he misheard it or I completely said a different word in my nervousness of like approaching him. And moral of the story, in his head, I said, instead of special, I said sexy. (laughs) (laughs) At first, I wasn't aware that he thought this because after I said the C for special, he kind of gave me this weird look. He didn't laugh like I thought he would laugh. I was like, okay, well, I thought that'd be a good icebreaker in our conversation. I think that's the best work. way to say it. You should just say it like that more often. <laughs> no, because <laughs> what happened was he, he was ending and he had to like, he just had this stuff he was going to take to his car. I was like, oh, man, I'll give you a hand. I'll, I'll carry this stuff. And he's like, are you sure? It's quite heavy. I was like, oh, I can handle it. It's just a box. And it was a bit heavy, but whatever. I picked it up and I started following him outside. And we're walking past, like, just happened to be walking past all my bosses and their bosses and they're all just like having a coffee and a chat. Oh, he turns to, he has these goodbyes or whatever. He referred to me as being sexy or something in front of them. And <laughs> I almost, I almost died because at this point I couldn't tell him that, Hey, I said special and these guys have heard it, whatever. And, and something happened and I brought it to his car and we had this weird moment where like he, he brought up his family and I brought up my girlfriend because <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if he was trying to like, but you know when like girls always like bring up their their boyfriend to like make sure that you're not hitting on them kind of thing. And I wasn't sure if he was doing that with their family, and I wasn't sure if I was doing it just as well to prove a point. I don't know. It just got awkward, and then and I just like wanted to get in a hole and not like talk to anyone. I had to walk past my bosses again later, and then the next day I had another workshop with him, and I'm late, and I walk in the room, and I'm just trying to like be undercover and hope he doesn't mention anything he says out loud like oh it's the sexy one (laughs) oh Jesus (laughs) Jesus Christ I don't know it was like humiliating because no one had like why the fuck's he saying he's calling him sexy so essentially you came on to him and then he was there having to tell you no no that's not how it works <laughs> well yeah and and everyone that i work with apparently somehow and luckily i'm m- much much of an idiot and so like i would have probably just have referenced something but you know i, I was very humiliated yeah i should have just said it from the start i hate being in that situation when you're pointing like you know the point when you should have brought this up that was five seconds ago you've missed your chance you still it's getting further away it's getting further just say it say it now no, it's too far away now no, you can't say it and then that's it you're too late <laughs> yeah if you've gotten to a stage where it's day two and you think they're still hitting on you I think that's a point where you've taken it too far once the conversation's moved on you kind of go hey just to bring up that previous point um, I was lying when I said that I the C was for sexy I wonder how many people in day one of a new job have realised that their lie in their job, job interview was like the thing that they thought was going to be a little part of the job was the main part of their job yeah I'm fluent Spanish Hell yeah. <laughs> I've been very careful whenever they said to me speaking of languages, no, I, I really don't. That's oh, It's my biggest fear because like this, with the Italian, like you know, I've been learning it on this, you know, with a few apps for a, a while now. And I last time I was there, I could 
from what I know. I got by okay with basic, but if if anyone here asks if I can speak it, I just say no because if they're going to ask me anything, I'm going to freeze. So I managed to do a, a big, uh, make a big boo boo myself. That's not a great way to say it. I managed, I managed to fuck up the other week. You haven't pressed record, have you? You haven't. You've, it hasn't been recording the whole time. We're fucked. Yeah, we're an hour and a half in. No, no, that's not it. I was trying to set up. I was trying to fix something on my music library on my phone because it mm-hmm. wasn't synced up properly. And I thought, I oh, know, I'll just reset Apple Music on it, turn it off, turn it back on again, open up Music App, all of my library, vast, vast majority of my library is gone. Is this Apple Music music that you've ripped and you've copied across, or is this Apple Music things that you've saved that you'll stream later? So things that I've just said, yeah, add that to my library. But, you know, about gotcha. two and a half years, maybe that much or something, of, of me just idly adding music, making up this music library that I was quite happy with. I managed to wipe the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. When I was on my computer, like, oh, maybe it's still there. Maybe it's just not on my phone. Nope, gone. Since that happened a long time ago, it happened like a good month ago, and I'm still trying to rebuild it back up. Turns out, if you try and remember what's in your music library, like if I said to you, what, if you can list all the artists in your library, you'd find it really hard. I remember the, exactly what you mean. When I first had Google Music and I was like, well, I no, no longer need my CDs. You know, I was, you know, in a place I was renting, my CDs were back home with my folks. And I was like, I'll just, I'll just add all the CDs that I have. I'll just remember them and I'll add them now. And you get to like number 10 and you're like, I don't remember any of the other albums. Yeah. And what a waste. It's good in a way, though. Like we said, if you just put all your stuff in a room and anything you don't use in six months, you're doing it. This is a pretty pretty hard reset and all of that. But this is like just saying, just throw away all of your stuff and then if you need something, you can get it again. But only if you remember it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the the important stuff you remember, like, you know, my favourite bands, oh, they went straight back in. And every now and then when I hear hear the name of another band, I used to like, oh, yeah, I'll just quickly add them in whilst I remember. So lesson learned. You know not to do that. Yeah, lesson learned. Just don't, just, just, it, it will work if you do it right. You don't have to reset the whole thing. Is that just uninstalling the app? No, I just turned off the um, iCloud music library. So basically said, stop syncing my library with everything else. And it just went, okay, all of those songs you've added from the phone are now gone. It didn't even give you a warning. Oh, it warned me. It warned <laughs> there, there was... <laughs> There was all this warning, like, hey, this isn't a great idea. The, the music will no longer be in your phone. Like, yeah, I'll just add it on a moment. I'll just sync it back up again. And then yeah, I do Next, it. next, next. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not how it works. This is how the human I sent up ad work, man. You've got to read those terms, conditions. I've, I've definitely had those moments where the pop-up windows come along and you've pressed OK a little bit too quickly. You're like, what did that say? I'm not sure what it said. Yes, 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 yes. Wait, what? <laughs> Horrible. And by that point, it's already got a tra- process bar just going, that's all right, I'll be done in 15 minutes. D- done doing what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have nervous attacks whenever I have to do stuff on my phone like that. Man, how often, like, I love to keep my apps up to date. And I, I realize there are a few certain apps like Facebook apps where there's huge companies behind it where they're going to roll out updates all the time. They're going to keep fixing bugs. Yeah. I'm not sure if you keep your apps up to date these days, but... You could have like half a dozen, a dozen apps updated every day. And these updates can be like the whole app, like 100, 200 megabytes each. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I've, I was doing this every day. I've just checked now. I've got nine updates pending. I don't know how. It's meant to do it, do them automatically. But I had a massive uh-huh. chunk of updates to do for some reason. But I got really annoyed when the um, the release notes the release notes in the uh, updates don't mean anything. Oh, so this is like miscellaneous bug fixes. I, it's, it, Facebook has no excuse for releasing a 
hundred megabyte update and then just go, oh, it's just some improvements. Right, right, yeah. Or what was it? There was, it was Messenger and it was like, it was a 200 megabyte update. It's a pretty big update. And what was the description? Minor updates and bug fixes. It's, it's not minor if it's 200 megabytes. That's not minor. And then there's other apps that are really, really good about it and they tell you what's in the update, what's going on. And some are funny and some are like fixing bugs that you know about and, and it kind of like is a little bit behind the scenes. I kind of like it. It's great. So for those of us that are into this kind of thing, I, I really want detailed release notes just to tell me what's going on. I understand you're trying to not make a big deal out of it because you don't want people to think that you've got buggy software, but that's what happens. If someone's reading that, then they know. These app developers, they must just continue. So they just have a list of bugs. They work on whatever. That's their day-to-day. And then at the start of every day, at the end of every day, they just roll out a new release. I'm guessing that's what they do. Yeah, probably. Here, our LinkedIn update, general bug fixes and performance improvements. I mean, maybe it is, and maybe the whole reason they don't tell you what it is. Forrest has got it as well, just some bug, bug fixes. Maybe they just don't tell you because they're like, well, we didn't actually document it that well. And it is just loads of bug fixes. Nothing big. I could think of nothing worse than, like, like I just recently updated that the Pooch Patrol app a few months ago. I kind of enjoy like pretending to be an app developer for a little while. Like I have to do it <laughs> once a year at, at minimum. But um, like just changing the version number and adding some updates. But bloody hell, like uploading to, to app iOS is is probably the most ridiculous thing in the world. And I wouldn't imagine that being a day job. It'd be crazy. It's that undocumented. It's not funny. I need to sign up for this season. Oh, you're going to do it, are you? Yeah, if I remember to sign up in the next six days, yeah. <laughs> It's definitely on my to-do list. Sign up for Pooch Patrol, but not right now, even though I had the app writer. How, how is it that we let ourselves do that? I've got something I really urgently need to do and I should really get around to it. I've got the app open in front of me, but I don't feel like it. I don't blame you either. Yeah, people are really like, when I say people, I mean me as well. We need we need reminders. Like whenever I am trying to promote something now, I'll do the, a little bit of lead up if you can, like saying, hey, you're doing something soon or, you know, next Monday or whatever. Then on the first day, we'll just say, hey, it's available now. And then people that want to do it straight away, do it if, if they're on top of things. And then about 72, 48 hours left, I'll say like, hey, a couple of days left. And then in the last day, I'll say like, hey, this is the last day. This is your last chance. And there's those three different types of people exist. Like you're either in the mood where you're like, get things done now because that's what I'm going to do. Like maybe you, this could be anything in life, like you're paying your Frisbee fees or you're, you're signing up for something or you just got to get something done. You need to do it now. Or you'll hear, you'll hear a warning saying like, hey, it's, it's closing in a few days. And you're like, oh, I'll do it now. Or you're like, I'll just wait until I'm reminded the very last minute and that's when I'll do it. Sounds about right. Speaking of which, you did your Kickstarter, didn't you? Indeed, indeed. How did that go? Good, yeah, yeah. Well, let's just speak in the last minute. So the last day, it went from 450 to the target of a thousand in the last 24 hours. I must say, I, when I woke up that day, I didn't think it was going to make it. I did not think either. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely regretted choosing a thousand the goal I should have gone 500 again because I, I I definitely think like while a goal is a thing that can influence last minute bids like it that definitely did on the first Kickstarter being able to get to 100% early puts a lot of faith in people like if you're like 48 hours left and you're saying hey we're at 38% funded help fund us <laughs> that's not great is it I stopped giving the percentage uptake because like that's demoralizing it's, it doesn't look like it's ever going to get there if, if you're able to say like that's when you know a lot of the Kickstarters say like hey we, we were funded in the first 10 minutes you know it's because like you're always going to get 10 million dollars funding and you put it at like a thousand dollars you know but it's a good it's just a different way of marketing I guess yeah I, I backed a game like that recently Unstable Unicorns that got something like 1.8 billion 
uh, 1.8 million, not billion. 1. 8 million. <laughs> I wish, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that. You so said you ended up getting it, did you? It looks pretty cool. I didn't feel that much on it, but yeah, it was that, that was another one where they're like, oh, look, we're funded in 10 seconds. Oh, yeah, shut up. <laughs> because they're just there going, look at all of our money. I saw Cyanide and, Cyanide and Happiness are releasing a game on Kickstarter. Yeah, video game. How crazy yeah, is that? Yeah, that was, that was weird. I was trying to work it out. I was like, why is it only doing digital downloads? What if I want the, I want a print, printed copy? And I was like, oh, wait, it's not a, not a board game. <laughs> not so sure about how I feel about that. I don't think I've got enough time for that. I'm still having to, I'm, I still have so much of a, my Humble Bundle library unclaimed. I had a good chunk uh-huh. of going through that. I claimed so many in one point that on two separate occasions it went, you've claimed enough right now, you need to wait. Really? It stops you? Yes. After, after wow. something like, if you claim more than, I think it was, I claimed 35 games in about 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And it just started saying, nah, too many keys have been activated on this account, you need to wait. Right, great. Now, now, now that round to it's gone, because, you know, when's the next time I'm going to remember to get around to doing this? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be years until I remember to do this again. Yeah. And at that point, I'm going to have so many more humble monthlies and stuff. So basically, I was adding those games that I'm not going to play anyway. I don't know why I'm doing this, but it makes me feel better to know that I've now got 160 games on my Steam library, of which I've played about 10. Yeah, having a Steam library definitely makes you feel better. Because I feel like you could just lose the the humble, like you just, like you said, you forget that humble bundle exists because there's so many different platforms now where you get keys from. Yeah, and you just like, when it's such a big task because I've got I've still got like six pages or something put in and I'm just like oh, God, oh my god there's a website that's not not quite as um, what's it well executed as Humble Bundle but it's called Story Bundle same principle different stories like there's ones where four times a year there's like a a game bundle where there's kind of like game developers have, ri- have written books you know choose the charity blah 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 and it sends you the ebooks but the cool thing you can do with a kindle is we, it's got your bundle and, and it says send to kindle but with your kindle account you have a, a kindle device email address and yeah. so mine is uh, something blah 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 at kindle.com and you put this in the field and you click send and it sends your Kindles in that bundle to that account and which means when you open up your Kindle and connect it to Wi-Fi which it should be automatically it automatically downloads what was queued up on it so like super efficient really cool that's great that's what they need yeah I wish like Steam you had your Steam email account or something and send you to say send to Steam and then it'll update it in your Steam account yeah I'm just on the Humble Bundle website now and I've noticed they've now got a mobile bundle oh that's been there for a while that's been the different tabs yeah it's, it's Android only so it's useless to me but uh that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've definitely. I think I've got the the um, Metal Slug games on my phone at one stage. Metal Slug. Do you know Metal Slug? No, I have no idea what that is. Oh man, it was. It's pretty much the games that made my brother and I want arcade machines and want to figure out how Mame works and like the emulator and and oh, like if you Google Metal Slug, it'll either ring a bell or not. The the prettiest game you'll ever see arcade game I've been meaning to um, get myself a Raspberry Pi so I can uh, teach myself how to use Linux oh yeah I reckon they'd be fun to fiddle with a yeah that, that, that is kind of what really uh, attracted to it is that I'd love the idea of like, just getting a, a Raspberry Pi and just be able to fiddle around with stuff because it's like £35 which is stuff all in some ways, peanuts. Get that? I think it's a good entry-level drug because you know how, like, we talked about how, you know, our grandparents, well, I'm just thinking specifically my my side of the family, but, like, my pop uh, in his shed, he'd be working with machinery. My dad in his shed would be working with electronics, and I think he'll be working with software. Like, I think that Raspberry Pi has, like, got a little bit of that electronics, but mostly, like, figuring out how to go inside the Pi and, and how to program things. I think it's pretty cool. I remember when they came out and they were on back... Uh, back order for months like they sold out straight away did they start on kickstarter 
Yeah, Wikipedia, the answer to everything. No, they just pre-launched it so you could buy it before they'd made it. I wonder how they got so much attention at the start. I wonder what they did to like really take off. I wonder if it was all word of mouth or what it was. Perfect storm, I think. Right thing at the right time. You see the... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I had a good good fiddle with. Um, not sure if you saw the video that I made. I had a good fiddle with the uh, with a garage band and a bit of iMovie. I did see that. Yeah, that was pretty. That was good fun. Did that on the iPad. Uh, yeah, I am that. I mean, it, it does show that you need to be left at home alone less, more, more. I can remember hearing someone tell me there's something. There's that magic moment when ketchup and mustard come together, and it's the same thing. Like there's a there's a magic moment when video and music come together because like oh, I yeah. can tell you I can tell you when I filmed that with no music it was boring as hell and when I made the music it took forever but when it puts together it sounds magic like right now we're just talking normal conversation but with the music it sounds like a podcast like it's amazing it, it sounds pretty baller oh. I guess what people should do once, once you've been after you've been listening to this we should uh, go uh, like us on Facebook oh no wait no we, yeah. we need to work out who, who are we going to tell about the podcast oh that's right hmm who are we going to tell so you should have to go share this yeah I've got an idea you should tell your favourite sibling favourite sibling tell them that they're, they're your favourite sibling as well yeah probably lead with that that's a good one to lead with lead with that yeah, yeah. Mm. And then go tell the other one that they're not your your favourite sibling, or all, all the other tell, ones, however many you have. No, tell the other one the same thing. Tell the other one they're also your favourite. Go on about just tell them. Tell them all that they're all your favourite. Yeah, yeah. Go tell them that hey, mm. they should uh, they should listen to this podcast because uh, it's a podcast. Like having laser surgery, the superpower you'll get from listening to this podcast is you'll be able to listen normally. Yes, your ears will work. Yeah, just like. You know, the lasers, like, you can see properly. Same thing. Yeah, and this didn't cost you thousands of dollars, so, you know, I think yeah. we're better than that. You're welcome. Puppies and watermelon, better than LASIK. <laughs> better than LASIK, <laughs> exactly. That'll be your first. That'll, <laughs> that'll definitely get into SEOs. That'll be number one on Google. You wait. <laughs> we should call it better than... better. What's the what's the laser surgery called? LASIK, is it? LASIK, yeah. I'll, I'll call it that. Better than LASIK. <laughs> better than LASIK. <laughs> <laughs> Thank us later. Cool. Oh, right. Good chat with you. Catch you next time. Cool. <laughs> Peace.